0: Today's Transmissions podcast is brought to you by 80stees.com. 80stees.com has an incredible selection of Transformers shirts and hoodies, including some amazing Transformers costume hoodies. Transform into Grimlock, Megatron, or even Optimus Prime with the 80stees.com costume hoodies.
1: Do you like Transformers? Do you like music? Do you like them both in one nifty package? Well, have we got a present for you. Charles, what is our present?
2: We are giving away our free Transformers The Score CD by Vince DiCola. So if you love Transformers The Movie, you love the kick-ass music in that movie, you don't get the songs that are sung, you get just the background music, and it's awesome. So if you want that CD, we're giving it away for free. All you got to do is get on your social media platform of choice and send us a picture of a prized Transformers item from your collection. We'll put all the names in a draw, and whoever is the lucky winner gets the CD. Totally free! Did I mention it's free?
1: And just And We aren't judging based on the content of the picture. Just a picture is all you have to do to enter.
2: It, it,
0: it has to be in color. It has to be a color picture. It, it has to be sent via social networking, via hashtag what? Transmission score. Transmission score. That means you can't take a Polaroid and mail it to us. First of all, that's creepy. Second of all, <laughs> we've never given out our address, so those are skills we don't want to know that people have in society, if you could pull that off. But take a picture of your crap,
3: send it to us, because
0: we have a CD for you. Yep. Right Just remember, right
2: hashtag
3: transmission score. This is the
1: actual one,
3: right here. This and you can tell it
1: has shrink wrap on it. Yep. There
3: it is. Never been opened. Unspoiled.
1: Ooh. Except that it's coming from Canada.
3: It will come from Canada, <laughs> so you know that it will be cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Now, do nice.
0: Canadian CDs play on American CD players?
3: Of course they
2: do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They are region-free. No region oh, really? codes. <laughs> Is it serious? That's awesome. All right. So please send us your uh, contest entries. Remember, hashtag Transmission Score. Send it on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Plus, email, and we will uh, put you in, and you can be a lucky winner. Do it, because we can't enter ourselves.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Hello all sentient beings and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk about all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers! On this episode of Transmissions, we welcome newcomer to the Transformers universe, artist Sarah Stone, whose work can currently be seen in IDW's new Transformers series, Windblade. We'll ask Sarah how she got the job, and how she feels about how her work has been received. We're in for a fun ride, so settle in for an amazing episode of Transmissions.
2: Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that struggles to remember. It's Windblade, not Wingblade. Windblade, not Wingblade. Windblade, Windblade. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. And after a long time away, Yusuf, better known as Yoshi.
0: Yo, I can't believe that I've been gone for two episodes, and the first episode aired already, and I've been accused of prostitution murders in the UK. (laughs) I would never kill a
2: prostitute.
0: I might shortchange him, but I'm not going to kill him.
2: You'll have to take that up with uh, John Paul Bove. That was was not our idea. (laughs) It's good to be back, guys. Good to have you back. Thank Welcome you. back. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yako.
1: I'm here. I don't have any kind of funny story like that.
2: <laughs> but we love you anyway. Oh. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast.
3: Hey, hey, everybody. I'm always here.
2: <laughs> Let's talk Transformers. All right. And today we have a very special guest on Transmissions. She's a newcomer to Transformers Comics and is the artist for the new Windblade miniseries, her art is making not only fans but her other IDW artist colleagues sit up and take notice. Please welcome Ms. Sarah Stone. Hello. Hey, hey thanks for coming day. on.
4: Oh, thank hey. you for having me.
2: Yeah, we're we're very happy to talk to you. We got to talk to Margaret Scott a few months ago, and uh, you know, we didn't uh, we had not heard of you before uh, Windblade, so we're really interested to to talk to you and and find out uh, how things are going.
4: Oh, I'm very excited to be here.
2: Great, so uh, without further ado let's uh, let's get into an interview. Awesome. All right, so we, we asked this of all the the artist guests we have on. Was there a certain point in your life that you can look back on and say that was the point I chose to become an artist?
4: Um, a little bit I, I sort of flopped back and forth for a while. Um, when I was really little though, I was really into like um, Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog, because that's all the games that were out at the time. And they had, like, Sonic the Hedgehog comics. And those were the, the, like, best things in the world to me. And I thought the best job that I could ever have was to be drawing those comics. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And um, after a while, that that sort of went away. And um, I was really into music and stuff like that as well. And I I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pursue art as a career. Um, But my parents were both pretty much artists as well. And, and so like, we had a very like artistic household and my sister was an artist. So like, um, I think I I just grew up with so many Disney movies and I wanted, I started really wanting to be involved in the animation process, like making films and stuff like that. Uh, and then I sort of ended up finding out that I don't have the patience to draw so many frames. And, um, but I, I just absolutely love 2d animation and I loved drawing. So I ended up, um, pursuing concept art which is kind of like a left turn out of nowhere um but i loved video games as well so i was i decided to after high school just pursue that and um i guess here i am
2: <laughs> cool so you're a video game concept artist uh by day then
4: uh not anymore but oh, yeah okay. up until uh yeah i guess for like I, maybe the past 10 years or so wow. mm, yeah maybe not maybe not 10 years no yeah Gosh, I have a very poor conception of time, but yeah, for a long time, (laughs) (laughs) it feels like forever. (laughs) But my passion has always been to like, I've always like video games Just kind of like, I really enjoyed it. Uh, And I love playing games and I love working on games, but like, like deep down, I always really wanted to like, be able to leave and work on comics. So
2: I'm a very
4: happy person now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you've, you've gotten the opportunity then? Yes. Oh, that's Awesome. Uh, are there any uh, notable games that you've worked on that we might recognize?
4: Probably not and if you uh, back when I I started I worked for a game that did a bunch of basically like licensed stuff so like we would do like um like handheld ports of larger games so like we did like a phone version of Oblivion which is crazy. Um <laughs> and um you know just like um DS a lot of DS titles. Okay. Um, And a Wii title here and there, but it was all for like larger projects like owned by Nickelodeon or something like that. Um, And we would just either port them down or we would take the license and make a game out of it, stuff like that. Um, For the past four years, I've been working at Gaia Online and then I got pulled into their social game division. So like if if most of that stuff was just like mobile games or Facebook games. So unless you play on your iPhone a whole lot, um, probably not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Windblade is your first comics work?
4: Yes. uh, Like, yeah, like real published stuff that wasn't just stuff that I made and put out on the internet. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, are you, I guess, are you transitioning to do more comics works in in the future? I would
4: really love to. Great. Um, This has been a fantastic opportunity. And if it continues to, like, open more doors, then I am very excited.
2: Okay. So, what is your process uh, for drawing? Are are you all digital, or do you do pen and pencil and paper?
4: I am unfortunately all digital. I think I tried doing thumbnails on paper the first time, and I really regretted it because um, <laughs> I was like, "This is this is really stupid. I should have like." And digital, it's so much easier to like you know grab it and make it bigger or move it over. Or like if I have to like move panels around, and like I did it on paper, which was like. I thought it would, like, loosen me up, but it ended up just being, like, really stupid. And um, so since the first issue, I've just made the process of being entirely digital. And most of my illustrations and stuff like that are purely digital. Um, so it's unfortunate. I don't have any originals or anything like that. But,
5: um, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's cool. It's a good way to make some money. Start, to start doing some original drawings. I know, but
4: <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> I'm so addicted to control Z and lassoing things <laughs> and
1: moving them around and <laughs> Control Z was one of the most important computing inventions ever. Yes.
4: <laughs> it saves my life on a daily basis. But um
2: Do I do I have to inform any of our un you know uncomputer savvy listeners that con- yeah, control Z is undue. I <laughs> hope I hope everyone knows that, but maybe not. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what is your current setup uh, for drawing then?
4: Um, I've just got my laptop and I've got like a, an Intuos 4, um, like a Wacom tablet. And um, I've got a larger screen to display pages and stuff like that on. That really helps me out. But if I'm traveling, um, I, can, I can still work, which is really the, my favorite thing, I think, about my setup is that I can work anywhere. <laughs> so it's really cool. Okay. Um. I did some pages of Windblade One on a plane.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs>
4: yeah, I guess I didn't Since, even Think about that. Yeah,
2: as he turns into a jet.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, my my uh, as a, as a recent event, like my my Wacom Four Pen like exploded or fell apart or something, so I had to downgrade to like a Pen and Touch, which I guess is sort of like a, a bamboo tablet, like it's like a lesser model and i was just pulling my hair out it was horrible so i'm really glad to have my Intuos score back
2: oh uh, yeah i think i saw you uh, on twitter uh, you know yes tar- i was
4: very distraught because i was in boston and i had no idea where i was i you know and i i needed to work all night and i just got home and or got to the hotel and i pulled out my tablet pen and it just sort of started falling apart it's like oh. this is the worst time why would you do this to me like I've just sat at a convention table for like thirteen hours, and I have to come back and work, and you're going to do this to me. So I had to get a yeah. cab and go to a Best Buy, but it worked out.
3: Okay, thus another benefit to pencil and paper. Ah. Pencils can
1: also I break. Nev-
4: <laughs> yeah, break, but-, <laughs> but yeah, and you know, hotels—not too many hotels come with like drafting tables or anything like that.
3: <laughs> no, that's true. You have to bring yours all, all around with you. <clears throat> who's that oh that's sarah she's just bringing her drafting table
1: with her yeah tsa might not enjoy that
4: probably not they don't they don't like my convicted stuff already because i i travel with a bunch of like pvc pipes so that looks suspicious
2: (laughs) (laughs) so uh you mentioned the i guess you swear by the the wacom tablet do you have you tried out uh, anything else like a, you know, like a more general purpose tablet uh, like an iPad or a Microsoft Surface or do you have any opinions on uh on what the best uh, drawing solution is?
4: Oh, um, you know, I had a friend who had like a maybe it was a Samsung Slate. Okay. And I was really jealous of that for a while, but I ended up like kind of getting over that jealousy. Um I um I'm just so I guess I've I've been using this like particular type of Wacom tablet since I was like, I don't know, 14 or 15. So it's like an extension of my arm at this point. So I don't have like a whole lot of like, I don't ever feel like I'm limited by my material. So I haven't really looked into other things very much. Okay. The only thing that I would end up like looking into potentially is like layout like the surface or the the, like the Cintiq companions or something like that is maybe just for a slightly more portable version, like if I want to sit out and watch TV mm-hmm. and sketch or something like that. I mean, aside from just pulling out my sketchbook, but if I actually wanted to like work on something, um, maybe I would do that. Um, I have a lot of people that like rave about the Cintiq and stuff like that. And I haven't really had a chance to play around with it, but, um, yeah, just because I haven't like really, I haven't really like met any limitations. So I haven't been like, Oh, I really need a Cintiq. Cause I, I don't, I don't really feel like I need to, um, it might be freaking awesome and blow my mind if I ever get, to sit down in front of one, but, um, I haven't yet. So I guess ignorance is bliss.
0: Okay. <laughs> How are you handling Adobe going to a subscription model?
4: Uh, I don't, I, I don't know about that. I, I haven't like, it hasn't made me do it yet. I don't know. I've got an older version, I guess.
1: I think it only kicks in when you have to get the next version.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll stay on my version forever. <laughs> um,
5: I hear yeah. that a lot.
4: I, um, I guess it, I mean, I I would be okay with it if it went on, like if I paid subscription until I paid for like a full copy, I guess, basically. Like paying for a car or
1: something. Well, no, you you pay for the subscription and then you have access to using the software until you don't pay for the subscription.
4: Right, right. So, like, basically, like, even if I've paid like $3,000 to them over the course of several years or whatever, if I don't pay the subscription anymore, I can't use it. Right. Is that how it works? Yeah. But you always have
1: the latest version when you do have the subscription.
4: (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like after a certain point, I should own it. Right. And if, yeah, and like my friend has the subscription version. And sometimes she can't get online because our internet is like horrible here. And she can't log online. So she can't like get open Photoshop, which I think is really stupid. So um, I haven't had, I, I don't want it.
2: Yeah, that that sounds like a deal breaker for me.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah, like if I'm like on a plane and I can't, I can't get online. I could if I paid like fifteen dollars or whatever, but I don't want to. Yeah, then I couldn't open Photoshop. That's really stupid.
5: Yeah,
2: I, I remember this. There was a similar controversy. I mean, not not with the pay model, but with uh, the online model for a game. Uh, I guess what is yeah, it, Diablo, Diablo three yeah. or something. Yeah, know with
4: like SimCity and stuff like that too. Yeah, and, I don't think it's a good idea all around. But
2: yeah, I mean, for a single-player game, I don't really understand. I yeah, mean, I
4: don't need to connect to the internet. Like,
5: yeah.
2: what if I don't want
1: <laughs> the internet? I mean, it should be an option for those that want it, but it shouldn't yeah. be mandatory. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think unfortunately the real reason is for their, uh, you know, their copy for protection, piracy, yeah, yeah, piracy protection.
1: Plus it's a constant source of income.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Uh, So yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into a little bit about your, you know, you're moving into comics work. So how is uh, sequential storytelling in a comic different from other art projects you've worked on?
4: Um, I guess, (sighs) wow. That's interesting. I have to think about that. Um, I've worked with some sequential stuff, like, at my work before, so, like, sometimes we'll have story updates, and, like, I'll get to draw, like, a little mini-comic or something about that, or we'll be trying to s- tell a story, like, as an introduction to a game or something like that, so, you know, like, the little animatic that plays before the the splash screen or something like that. Okay. Um, so, I, I, I dabbled in some sequential stuff, but um, mostly, I, I I guess it's just illustration or, like, concept art, so, like, designing units or something like that, and... um. I guess where it differs is you really got to think about like how you're going to be able to draw something a million times instead of just making the awesomest thing, like look like for one time or like two times, you know, you've, you've got to be able to draw this person like over and over again and not want to shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mostly for me, I guess, you know, yeah, just um for me, it was, it was kind of, trying to figure out and evolve how i wanted i guess my my whole process like how i wanted them to look like how finished i wanted to look or how painted or how not painted or how much line art i wanted you to see or you know stuff like that like and what i was capable of doing like not even what i wanted but like what i'm capable of doing with the time provided like um and why i could get done visibly Yeah, so it was just sort of like a balancing act, and um, it's still even, like, I feel like I'm evolving and figuring out, like, better ways to do things or, like, growing into um, art as far as, like, sequential and, like, comic pages go. Mm -hmm. So it's been an adjustment.
2: Well, I definitely, I I just to... I will try not to um, give too many spoilers, but we we did get a chance to see the issue, so I do like the... Mm -hmm. Like the two page spread that you did with oh, where w- where windblade is uh i guess flying around the city and searching uh for another bot and i uh, it you know it you have to follow her speech bubbles around like the two pages it doesn't go like you know straight to in a set of panels i and i really i just like that effect
4: well, thank you very much no i'm glad um yeah that was that was a difficult spread. I, I, yeah, I actually, I think we struggled with that a little bit, making sure that you could actually still follow it, and, and so I hope, I hope it worked out.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good because I, you know, since I'm a, I, I guess at this point I can say I'm a veteran comic reader, so you know, I expected just <laughs> to, to just go, you know, like straight down the page, but then when I realized that I, I wasn't, I shouldn't go that way, then I could easily follow the follow the trail. But uh oh, I'd really, I thought that was really interesting. Oh, cool. So, uh, if you got the chance, is there any other uh, comic, and this can be Transformers or otherwise, uh, that you would like to draw?
4: Uh, I, I would love to draw any Transformer stuff. After, <laughs> like, after this is done, I mean, I, I, hope that, um, I hope that it's not the last thing I get to do. Um, so, I mean, if they're looking for anything. Uh, I, I love RD and More Than Meets the Eye. If I got to do anything, even covers and stuff like that, I would be super stoked. I would just make my day. Uh, it's it's really funny because like the com the Transformers comics were like the biggest deal to me when I got this job so like it's hard for me to think like it's just this is the gold star at the end of everything like already but it came first I don't I don't really know how it happened so <laughs> <laughs> if like a year ago someone had told me that I was like actually like an official artist for working like Transformers comics I probably would have just like been like shut up get out um. <laughs> So I don't know, outside of Transformers, I I mean ultimately I really want to work on like creator owned projects. Like I, I want to work with like um other creators or stuff like that and, and work on and create stuff. Um so like I think I guess that's my ultimate goal, but mm-hmm. I, I would love to continue working on Transformer stuff as long as I as long as they will have me.
2: Cool. So, uh, you're new to the comics industry, but I mean, you are, you have been working in the, you know, creative industry for, for a while. So, what do you think about, uh, the, the, you know, the dichotomy between digital and physical comics? And where do you think the industry is going in the next, uh, five to 10 years?
4: Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm too super qualified to answer that question, but, uh, I, I've always been the type of person that really likes, I just like physical stuff. Like, I've tried a couple times to, like, get into, like, um, like, the Kindle apps and stuff like that to read books. But I just – I really like having, like, a physical book on my bookshelf. And the same with comics. Like, I like having a real book. Um, so digital stuff hasn't – I mean, it it has an ease of access, I think, that's good for the industry. Like, I think it's, it's really um, – I think it's really good for, for it to be easy for people to have exposure to the comics. So I, I, I totally, I think it's a good thing, but um yeah, personally I've just always like, I've always, as opposed to having like a digital PDF, I always want to go and get a physical copy. So I haven't really played around with um, a lot of the digital um, options.
5: Okay.
2: So what are your thoughts on the, I guess, the dark side of digital where, you oh, know, yeah. piracy, and, piracy and torrents in general. Yeah.
4: I guess it's a really hard balance because, like, I, I know there are arguments that, that say that um, piracy ends up, like, or yeah, ends up feeding into, like, new readers and, like, it helps get the brand out and it helps, like, people find what they want without necessarily having the, um, being intimidated to, like, drop a whole bunch of money up front or something. Um, and, you know, that's probably true in some cases. Um, I, I know like as far as like music and stuff like that goes um like I will often like really try to listen to something before I end up spending money on it um but I don't know obviously piracy kind of like it just kind of sucks because <laughs> you want you want to ultimately support what you really like like if you like it's totally cool if you need to pirate a copy and to, to find out whether or not you like it but and if you hate it and throw it away or whatever you know but if you if you really like it like you really should Go out of your way to like back it, basically like put put your your money and make sure that it can keep on creating and stuff like that. So that's how I feel.
5: Okay. Are you I waiting for me, Charles? Yes, <laughs> yes I good.
0: am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was one of the best answers we've ever gotten to that question. um Ethical piracy <laughs> is what it what it sounded like to me. Like, all right, you've you've pirated it, you've read it twenty times. Maybe you need to buy it. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I mean... I don't, nah. But I'm sure
4: there's tons of people who don't follow that either, so it sucks, because you can't, you know, it's...
0: Right, but, but you know, the the argument is, is alright, so if everybody, if nobody buys a copy of Windblade, and everybody pirates the hell out of it, and they're pirating it because they really like it, uh, you're creating a, a, a band of fans that will purchase something in the Transformers verse at some point in their life. Um,
4: yeah, it's true. You're, you're kind of, I guess you're you convert, user converting, I guess. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think in like terms of like social games, like expanding users and stuff like that. So even if people don't like pay up front, they're still a user, which means that they could eventually pay. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, but I, you know, yet there's also a question of how long that, that incubation <laughs> oh, time is. Cause if they're like, Oh yeah, I really loved Windblade, I pirated all four issues. And then why didn't it get an ongoing? Well, <laughs> you didn't yeah. pay for it, <laughs> and, and IDW said, "Oh, this isn't selling," so they didn't continue it. So, yeah, yeah. That'd
0: be yeah, but I don't think I think if IDW knew or 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 understands all the pirates out there that do go to cons and do buy personal art or do buy a comic book to get it signed by their artists or or what have you, it would be ludicrous to walk away from something like that if it's popular, even if it's an underground popularity. It would it would be insane for them to walk away from that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that that... that um that, But, you know, sometimes I, I think it's really hard for studios to, like, gauge. But, like, I know, like, sometimes, like, certain, like, TV shows and stuff like that aren't, like, monetarily very popular or their numbers aren't great, but they have, like, a huge cult following. And they almost get canceled sometimes because, like... I watch community yep. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and so yeah it's really scary but yeah it's I don't know how I mean IDW hopefully is 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 got their hands more on the pulse of like the the fandom than like say like I don't know NBC or whatever but
2: Well I mean I think at least it's been I think uh, you know IDW and Margaret have been smart in you know, getting people to say if you if you're interested in this, pre-order it so yeah. you know pe- we can see the interest. So I hope uh, I hope people are are doing that. I hope and at too. least anecdotally, I think we had P. All on a couple of weeks ago, and he said that in his local comic shop that they had gotten you know a lot of new new people in specifically asking for Windblade. So. Oh. I hope that translates into into that's more awesome. numbers. Yeah. I would
1: think with a, a short four issue series, probably how the first issue done does goes a long way in determining what they would do in respect to like an ongoing. Probably.
3: And I think Pia said a lot of girls were coming in asking for Windblade.
4: Well, that's awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, like, a four-issue mini series is, is like, easier on the pocketbook to, like, convince yourself to, to support John if you're interested in it. Like, if you want to support it, it's only four issues, so you don't have
3: to, like, buy, like, I don't know, a right. library. Well, Charles is going to buy 12 copies. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get all three covers for all
2: four Oh, yeah,
5: shows. that's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, so I, I have to say, you know, with the... Uh, you have a problem. Yeah, I do, I do have a problem because uh, I, I think even before before this podcast, I was I was pretty good at just buying you know one copy of each issue. I was like I I hadn't been doing the multiple cover things since the Dreamwave days back in the early two thousands, and the comics are just getting so good that they're pulling me back. I mean, I don't know. Uh,
1: you you can't decide between the different color the covers because they're so so good. Yeah, you know? we're making
2: up for all them pirates out there. <laughs> oh. Charles
1: single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, so, uh, enough of my of my issues. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> this isn't a therapy session for you. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I don't think our listeners would appreciate that. I think they'd, they'd rather hear more from Sarah. <laughs> oh,
0: How does wow. that make you
2: feel, Charles?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Unloved. <laughs> oh. oh no. Tell us about your father.
2: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> He's doing pretty good. <laughs> all right, yeah, so uh, so speaking of Windblade, it, it's a groundbreaking uh, event as the first uh, Transformers comic with an all-female creative team. So have you been surprised by some of the fan reaction, either positive or negative?
4: Um, I, I was initially surprised that it was, um, a thing at all. Um, I had no idea that it was going to be, yeah, it w- if it was the first or anything like that. So, um, when it sort of came up and was as big of a deal as it was like positive or negative, I was really surprised because I hadn't really thought about it. Cause I, I work with so many, um, female artists and, and stuff like that, that, um, me being female hadn't been an issue like, and I guess ever. So like, um, it was it was really kind of shocking, but I mean, it's it's really cool. People have been very supportive. So I mean, and if if like, I don't know. I think it's it, it is awesome in in its own way that IDW is 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 totally on board with this and and you know pushing the wind blade and stuff like that. And um, you know, if it inspires more um, little girls and stuff to pursue art, like that's awesome. Cool,
2: and though. I guess this is more of a you know the, there was a big dust up about uh, the since the IDW continuity before now had had kind of established that there was a singular uh female yeah. transformer. So th- what are what are your thoughts on some of the I guess the brouhaha around that? I mean, we had a lot we had oh, a lot man. of strong opinions on both sides, but we did have a lot of you know negative reaction to why you know why is this happening? But yeah. uh
4: no, and I can understand that. I mean, a it, it change is always difficult especially when like it's it's with something that you really love and are invested in so um i i don't uh, i mean i think that hopefully we're introducing her in such a way that it's not it's not beating people over the head with her gender or and it's not completely undoing stuff that's been created um Mm -hmm. so you know i hope that in the end she can uh, her and all of the other fembots can exist and like mesh into this world and it can become a more it can become a stronger universe for it hopefully like um that that's what i would love It's just that if like because like i love the transformers because of like the huge variety of characters that you can get and fall in love with and get invested in and if we're just introducing more variety i like that's even awesomer for me so i can't see how it would be a bad thing
2: yeah, I think uh, I think I'd agree with you there. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh that uh, and maybe this is maybe this is not really an issue these days, but you know, just as a uh, you know, growing up in the 80s and Transformers has always been considered I guess a boys toy, as a as a female mm. Transformers fan, have you personally encountered uh, any kind of negativity or animosity uh from fellow male fans or is it um... that mostly not an issue?
4: been an issue too much for me but i i you know i admittedly like i'm i can kind of be like an internet like hermit sometimes i don't i don't poke around too much so maybe it's out there and i just haven't bumped into it but for the most part like i haven't like everyone's been really cool and really supportive so i can't say that it has been
5: okay great
4: yeah it's awesome
2: so how did you uh first get into transformers
4: Um, when I was a kid, I guess like Beast Wars was on TV and I was really into it. Um, I also like really loved Jurassic Park and I was obsessed with dinosaurs. So it was like the coolest thing for me. Um, and, but I didn't, I didn't really end up like searching past the cartoons or anything like that. It just, it ended up being like, yeah, I guess just like it was a show and then it ended for me. And, um. The movies got me intrigued again, but um, I, I guess I should say the movie because I've ever only seen the first one. But um, it, uh, you know, it, I just it existed, and I was like, "Gosh, Transformers are cool, but oh, why are all these like humans in the movie?" And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and um, then it just sort of fell off the map again for me, and it, and it was really, it was really Transformers Prime, where I ended up like being like. Yes, this is so freaking cool and I had to I got I I got really unhealthily into it and um you know, I just like that one pulled me in enough where it wasn't coming out frequently enough or I knew it wasn't going to be updating for like a whole season or like it was ending after three seasons and I, you know, that wasn't enough for me, so I I had to I had to start digging and that's when I came upon like the stuff that IDW was doing, like RID and more than ECI. And that's when I fell down the rabbit hole, so to
2: speak, and
4: <laughs> um, got really into the comics and stuff like that. So that's where it happened for me.
2: Okay. So, how far, how far down have you gone? Have you gone through like all of IDW's back catalog at this point? No,
4: no, I haven't. I've still <laughs> got lots of homework to do. Um, yeah, I had a lot to catch up with, but, um, and unfortunately like now even more than before, like I don't, I don't, it's really hard to find time too. So, cause you can't read stuff while you're drawing stuff. You can potentially like watch it, but you can't really, it's really hard to find time to sit down and read something right now. So right. it makes me sad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Transformers Prime and Beast Wars. Have you been exposed to any of the g One? Transformers material. I've been
4: slowly going, yeah, th- going through them. Um, I haven't, I haven't finished yet, but okay. It's it's weird how much like I had absorbed like by osmosis. Like I don't think I ever like sat down and watched them, but like there's a lot of stuff that I remember that I don't really remember like actually sitting down and watching. But yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of interesting. <laughs> like you just like it's like it's it's part of your culture. Like as a kid, I guess you like mm-hmm. you just hear about stuff and you talk about stuff and. Like I hadn't ever like really remembered sitting down and watching G one, but I knew so much about it that it was interesting. Okay. Going back and seeing it. And I was like, Oh yeah.
2: Have you have you dove into the car- the comics and or just the cartoon? Or have you seen any of the toys or what have you what have you touched so far?
4: <laughs> I've started on the toys a little bit. It started with Prime too. I, I needed some some toys for the Prime characters, and then and then yeah, that that sort of expanded. Um, but right now, I don't I don't actually have a very good place to to put my toys up. Back when I worked at a studio, I had like you know a, a desk and you know some shelves and stuff like that, so I had a lot of, lot of space for it. But now that I work at home, um, I have two really obnoxious cats that like to knock over everything, so I don't I don't like keeping them out. Um, so they're all in boxes and stuff like that right now, so it's it's kind of kept me from buying anything more, which I guess is good and bad in a way. I'm not spending money, <laughs> <laughs> but they stay in boxes and I can't look at them. So, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to like getting um, some shelves that are maybe really high or something like that that they won't think jump on. I IKEA
1: has some glass enclosed cases that's pretty popular.
4: Oh yeah, maybe I should look into that. Via yeah, cats. Can't have nice
1: things. Yeah, <laughs> you only live to serve them. I know,
4: it's true.
2: So, how do you think the G1 stuff holds up to modern incarnations?
4: Oh gosh, <laughs> you're talking. Oh, you're talking
2: to a, a, a guy who was eight years old when the show came out. So. <laughs> Be gentle.
4: <laughs> oh, no. No, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's wonderful because, I mean, it created the world and the universe that everything is grown off of. So, in, like, regardless of what you think of it, I think it's, like, I think it's brilliant for that. Like, everything is, like, a seed off of it. So, I think it's awesome. Like, it's really fun to watch. So, I mean, I don't think I've watched quite enough of it yet to, like, speak of it as a whole. But, I don't know. I love it. <laughs>
2: So you mentioned you saw, you. I guess you saw the first uh, live action movie. And and I, I think you were like the rest of us when we, you know, we thought too many humans. But what, what else did you really? think of the first movie? And please feel ah. free to be honest. <laughs> oh, gosh.
4: Um, you know, it was one of those things where, like, I think, like, when I came out of the theater, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I love it. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I actually really, like, there should have been, like, 10 times more bots <laughs> and then it would have been cooler. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not particularly crazy, but I don't, I don't really like the aesthetic of the bots in the movies. They're, they're a little too busy for me. Yeah, like I have like my, eye can't rest anywhere. I don't, I don't, I don't really like the designs. I think they, they lack
5: character. The, yeah.
4: Character <laughs> and silhouettes that are distinguishable. I don't know who I'm looking at and I don't like, I don't know. I th- I think it's just a missed opportunity. Like there's a lot of potential for like a movie to be like really freaking cool and I don't know, it just kind of looks like uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be nice. No. It's... my god why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they just look like horrible plane crashes like this like I don't know. It's I don't like it. Yeah. But that's just me.
2: Uh, you, I think we, we, we've we got a similar sentiment here, but we we still go to see him.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll probably see the new one. Yeah. I, I actually don't, I don't like, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I guess it's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah.
2: LaBeouf. yeah. yeah.
4: But um, I, I have a problem like looking at his face for too long, so I didn't really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess it's good time. that he's not in the new movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
4: he's not in it. So I'm like, oh, I might actually go see this one. <laughs>
2: So uh, we've we've noticed on your uh, on your Tumblr that you've created some human versions of the Transformers Prime characters. Oh gosh,
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, so so what got you interested in in creating that take on the characters? So they look, you know, it's really cool and really interesting.
4: It was um it was because I was I was designing characters at work actually for a game, and I started realizing that I was like passively, perhaps not too sub consciously making them look like human versions of transformers and i was like you know i should just get this out of my system instead of like m- making my work suffer by like having like selfishly and like completely like self-indulgently uh, making these guys look like transformers so i decided to go home and do it on my own time instead of making making video game characters that should have been um but yeah uh that that's i guess kind of how it came out it's it's just like self-indulgent and I thought it was kind of like a neat little thing and I hadn't quite seen people doing exactly what I had in my mind so I just kind of wanted to get it out and then it you know people really liked it so I keep I kept doing it for a while people keep asking me to do more and I haven't really had time in a really long time so
2: yeah so uh, it it makes me think of uh I mean you should go back and uh, there's a season three uh, generation one episode called uh only Human, I think it was called, and uh-huh. that's an episode where uh, Rodimus Prime, Ultra Magnus, RC, and Springer get turned into humans. I'll
4: have to look into that one.
2: And uh, the the art style back then was not as distinctive as what you <laughs> did, but uh, it was it was uh, you know that just made me think of that. Oh, that's fun. So uh, Margaret Scott uh, is the one who kind of pushed you with forward for the Windblade comic because or, or she mentioned that she was yeah she recommended you for that
4: yeah yeah i have her to thank like utterly and completely um it's really crazy yeah i i even when she she brought it up to me she was like hey do you want me to throw your name in you know i was like yeah sure like yes of course like i'm myself right now but yes and um but i was like deep inside i was like that's not gonna happen they have so many good artists they don't need me doing that stuff so I I wasn't it in complete disbelief until like I actually got you know the email from John that was like yeah you got the job wow and then I exploded
2: (laughs) I'm actually dead now (laughs) so uh I guess how did I, I think you uh she mentioned that you guys were working also on a on a separate uh project so how did how did you get started working with her
4: um, she found me at, I think it was Long Beach Comic and Horror Con. Um,
2: okay.
4: She didn't know I had a table there and she just happened to walk by. And I think she saw my, my, my that human sound wave and she was like, oh, it's you. And I was like, oh gosh, like who is this? <laughs> and, <laughs> and she explained who she was and then I flipped out. But um, uh, she she mentioned that she had written up a five-page uh, five pitch. Why wow, I can't talk. Five-page pitch. And, um, she was looking for an artist to, to work on it. And, um, I had just left my job. So I was looking for work and, um, I was like, no, this sounds awesome. Like I love your work on prime and I, you've been working on the comics and you're like, you're such an awesome person. Like, of course I would love to work on your, like in your pitch. So, um, after that, uh, we, we kept in touch and we worked on that over, I guess it was like December or something like that. And yeah, it was, it was in the middle of that, like very quickly. I don't think I'd even finished doing the five pages for her yet. And, um, yeah, she sort of called me and was like, we're looking for an artist. Do you want me to throw your name in? So, yeah, that's how it happened. It was really fast.
5: Wow. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So what's the the process been like collaborating with her on Windblade?
4: It's been really cool. Um, You know, I get the script, you know, after, you know, it's been approved and everything. And um, I take about a day to, like, kind of digest it. And, um, I really quickly do the thumbnails, um, which is just like really, really loose, like tiny drawings, um, very roughly of like how I imagine the panel layouts and the characters being in the page. And, um, then we usually get on Skype and I share my screen and show her what I've got. And we kind of go through the script and read it and, um, look at the thumbs at the same time. And then we kind of like riff off of each other, I guess a little bit, like she'll see what I did and she'll be like, Oh, you know, what would be even cooler is if, like this was happening instead of what you drew and it'll kind of grow off of that. Or, you know, we'll come off of ideas like, Oh, should we like, Oh, you know, I didn't think of it that way, but the way you drew it is really cool. We could push it even more and do it some other way or, you know, stuff like that. And we like have a lot of fun, like playing up like body language and stuff like that. And like exactly what's happening, like is like, is he smiling here? Like, is he threatening here? Or, you know, is one blade really defeated looking here or does she look really like, you know, upset here. So, you know, stuff like that. And that's when we like really work and iron that stuff out. And then once that, once that happens, I kind of take everything that we've talked about and get that approved. And um, yeah, I roll onto drawing pages. And as I'm doing pages, I I just send them stuff like every day or every other day. And um, usually, usually um, at that point, we've talked about it so much that I guess she knows what to expect or she's not surprised or anything. So we don't go back and forth too much, but Um, yeah, from there, it's usually straightforward. I'll just finish pages and send them off.
5: Okay.
2: So what kind of aesthetic are, are you aiming for in Windblade? Uh, as I mentioned, we, we just got to read the first issue and there's definitely an echo of Transformers Prime there. You know, when I, when I looked at it, I really was reminded of the, the aesthetic in that, in, in that show.
4: Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess since like, I mean, I was so obsessed with Prime and like my, my, like the first Transformers that I drew and stuff like that were all like Prime and stuff like that. So I guess it's it kind of just ekes through even if I don't want it to. Not that I don't, but I I guess I just kind of drew Windblade as like the comic as it naturally came out. I unfortunately didn't really like it was sort of like we had hit the ground running. Like as soon as they were like, you have the job. They're like, here's the pages go. <laughs> I think I had a little bit of time to do, like, those sketches at first, like, for character designs stuff like that. They talked to me a little bit about what they were, like, they were looking for as far as, like, they really wanted it really, really easy to tell, like, the characters apart, even if you have no idea who any of these characters are, like, if you haven't read Transformers comics before.
5: Okay. Um,
4: uh, there was, yeah, so, like, some stuff like that, they really, like, we wanted, like, it almost to be, like, as simple as, like, the red bot or the blue bot or the teal bot or, you know, the really, it, it needed to be, like very simple. And since we have like such a small cast with this comic, it's actually like a lot easier to do that. So, um, I had like, I don't know, maybe five days to like kind of bounce around with that stuff. And, um, before I had to like hit the ground running. So I didn't really get to refine a whole lot what I was doing. It just sort of like whatever came out was what I had to do. And that's what had to like hopefully stick. And, um, but I, I think like I'll eventually, like, I definitely don't think I've settled yet. Like, and as an artist, I guess you're, you're never really particularly happy with your work. So um, I'm still looking to improve like the way that uh, the comic looks and how to do it faster and more efficiently. And hopefully it'll settle, but maybe it never will. I don't know.
2: Okay.
3: As an audience, or we first got to see Windblade at, in Dark Cybertron. And what chapter was it, Charles? I forget. Uh, eight, I think. Chapter oh. eight. I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> if I'm wrong, the internet will correct us. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, were you able to see those those pictures prior to their release, or were you guys basically working on those at the same time?
4: I, I think we were working on them at the same time because I hadn't seen anything that anybody else had done. But when I started working on them, um, I, I had like yeah, some character sheets, and I had the the cover that Casey Collar did. Okay. Um, and that was basically like I had, yeah, that was my main reference was here's the cover Casey did. Wow. This is Windblade. go. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, what does her back look like?
5: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
4: okay. let's make it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was actually, it was, it was kind of a bit of a, a surprise to me when I saw her in some of the other comics. I think that it, she looks awesome, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I We definitely didn't have an opportunity to like sit down and make her consistent um, since it was happening at the same time. So
3: okay, well, you did pretty good, I think.
4: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess following on with that, uh, one thing I noticed in in issue one was that Windblade looks very. I guess the the impression I get of her is someone who's very kind of young and naive. Mm. uh compared to i guess the the brief time we saw her in dark cybertron she looked a little bit more
4: she looks very confident yeah
2: more more confident more mature so i I guess well maybe you just answered this question i was going to ask was this intentional but i guess this you you guys didn't really have a chance to to uh coordinate on that
4: intentional in a way but not intentional i mean it's not intentional that it it's so different than what um happens in Dark Cybertron, it was, it was intentional for me to make her feel a little naive, mm-hmm. um, just going off of the script that Margaret had. Um, I kind of wanted her to be a character that evolved. I mean, and, and she's so, I mean, she's so new to Cybertron and, um, she has a very daunting task in front of her and, and perhaps like, I mean, you could argue that, um, now with Metroplex, I am not going to spoil it, but anyways,
2: I mean you can she- you can you can say a little bit since so uh, this will be out after the issue's out so oh, okay. Hopefully
5: okay. people will yeah. people will
2: have seen this uh seen the issue before they they listen.
4: Yeah, I guess you could argue that you know since her task is so daunting now like it, she could be be a little more insecure about what's going on than than before. Um but um yeah, she definitely like she she sh- I she should feel behind the curve a little bit. She's she's got some stuff to work out and some stuff to get sorted out crummy is the crummy is the confident one Chromia is the one that doesn't take shit
5: so
2: (laughs) 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 so uh let's get in i mean just a we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh some of the things from issue one i just i just put a couple of questions in here and uh, Hmm. uh i think we'll all jump in if if we have some other questions that follow on awesome um. So, will we see more of Caminus and any flashbacks in future issues?
4: Um, I don't. That's more of a question for Margaret. But um, <laughs> as far as I know, not many. Okay. There's. It, it's mostly like I. You do learn more about her past, but it's more through. I guess maybe like it mirroring what she's experiencing here, and she remembers it. Or, but it's not not necessarily flashbacks. Okay. Hopefully, uh, in the future, maybe if we get an ongoing something.
2: Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, since you're doing both the line art and colors on Windblade, uh, is it a, a particularly grueling schedule? Is it is it hard to do both and stay on schedule?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get to do a whole lot else besides work right now. <laughs> uh, if you were given
1: um, the choice, would you have done it this way again?
4: it depends on the schedule. Um, I would never like have changed anything about what happened. Like I'm so happy for this opportunity. I, I, I wouldn't, I would have done anything differently. Um, but whether or not it's sustainable, I think is an argument that I'll have to like figure out if, um, at the end of four, like, um, right now it's, it's very, it's very difficult for me to, to stay, uh, stay on schedule. Um, it's, it's really stressful, but it's, I mean, I love it and everything, but it's, it's, it's tough. I have to like crank pages out like crazy. And I unfortunately don't get to spend as much time on pages as I would like. And sometimes I have to just like accept how they look and move on, but it's really hard not to just like go back and try and fix stuff or like be like, this doesn't look like I imagined it, but you know, I, I have to press on. So, um, I don't know. If, I if you were
1: it, a perfectionist, then this will beat it out of you.
4: Yeah, it's horrible <laughs> as a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I guess in a way it's good too, because it probably keeps me from like overworking stuff and spending too long on stuff and it but I don't know, maybe a maybe in between where I couldn't dwell on it too much and had to get it out. But I also like had just a little bit more time, it would be awesome.
3: Well, now that you've basically established the, the color style that you you you've got for for wind blades uh you know you could essentially dictate that that color style to a colorist you know for an uh you know an upcoming ongoing you know would,
4: yeah, would that be something you'd want
5: to do
4: i mean if i could work with somebody like and and um yeah uh, that that would be really cool uh i i just i feel so bad for anyone trying to color my stuff <laughs> not wish that upon anybody um because because i'm on such a tight schedule i cut a lot of corners with like pencils like i actually even don't pencils i kind of just go straight from thumbs to inks like i just draw it and that's what i call the inks and then i have to lay color on top of it but because i know that i'm coloring it um i i cut so many corners because i'll remember or know what i want so like if i like for instance i don't even i don't even draw backgrounds when i'm penciling because i know i'm just going to paint it um so if that were to happen then yeah i would have to like kind of adjust my process and be like okay well i need to make sure that the colorist knows what's, yeah. what what's going on um because it's not it's not me and they're not psychic so
3: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but and, and you'd have to get one of the one of the the great female colorists that idw has working for them. That's fantastic. To, to continue on with the the all female book. <laughs>
4: No, and they do fantastic work. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be very interesting, yeah, to to, to work with somebody else and, and kind of like a relief. But I also like really enjoy having complete control and stuff like that. And there's something very satisfying about being like looking at a page and being like, "This is all me." Mm-hmm. But um,
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Cool. Whether or not it's yeah, sustainable. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we'll see. I'm getting, I'm slowly getting faster. I think as as the the issues go on and I'm getting more practice. So um. I don't know. I guess ask me after they're all done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, what issue are you currently uh, working on right now?
4: I'm working on number three. Oh, okay. Not far enough ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close.
2: Oh yeah, I guess convention season's coming up, so you've uh, y- you've got to g- get
4: things unfortunately, done. Unfortunately, I w- I will be done before conventions kick in like fully. Okay, thank goodness. Otherwise I would die, but I did, I did do, yeah, I did do like Boston while I was in the middle of two and that was
2: not fun.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, are there any, uh, I, I maybe I'll, I'll say non-spoilerish teasers you can give us about, the uh, Windblades
4: upcoming mm. story and
2: characters.
4: Gosh, I don't know. What counts as a teaser? Or what counts as a spoiler? <laughs>
0: You're going to draw and color them in exciting new poses.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I gave someone the Riker sit. I had someone sit down like Riker from Star Trek. (laughs) You know, like, there's that video on YouTube where it's just a compilation of, like, him sitting down. And he does this thing where he, like, in, like, the most alpha male fashion, like, just swings his leg over the top of the chair and sits down instead of, like, sitting down like a normal person. (laughs) I that's how I, that's it. how I said.
5: Awesome. <laughs>
4: it's awesome. I thought it was like a really, really cool like character like trait. So I gave it to somebody.
5: <laughs> I really
2: oh, do cool. like that. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll have to look out for that then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. If you could find some way to work in the Picard maneuver with robots, <laughs> that would be impressive. <laughs> the face palm, you mean? No, it's the straightening of the shirt. Oh, that. Oh, uh. No, sure Which, since the robots don't wear shirts, sure, so that would be yeah. very impressive.
5: Story. That would be. <laughs> I'll have to look
4: into that one. But um, let's see what else. I don't know. Mm.
3: I can ask yeah. one thing that I wanted to. Uh, we were we discussed the Windblade book a while back, uh, numerous times actually. And one of the things that I know that I was concerned about with the Windblade book was that she, I, I was hoping that she wouldn't find herself in, in typical female crises you know like she yes. wouldn't need help kind of thing you know from from male orientated bots and you know yes. can you can you yes or no that does she end there's, up in that or is she very you know very um i don't know strong-willed for herself could she take care of herself i think
4: strong um she does need some help because we all do but um right. they're, they're um but you know she's got chromie to back her up so there's no like necessarily like Oh, I'm a damsel in distress, and I get right. saved by a mailbot. Um, yes, because I do feel like um, she's not perfect, and but uh, and this is like a, a team effort. So like, um, she does need some help. Things get pretty dark sometimes, but um, I don't know. Yeah, without spoiling it, no, no damsel in distressing.
3: Good, good. That was something that I was hoping wouldn't wouldn't happen.
4: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I I'm really enjoying like what what like this this groups are really fun and I'm having a, a blast drawing them and they're super cool and I I love Chromia Chromia is <laughs> awesome.
5: Awesome.
2: I guess one I mean maybe and maybe this will be answered in More Than Meets the Eye which comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, do we do we find out you know what why uh, Nautica didn't stay with them? I guess it seemed like they were kind of a trio, but uh, I guess That's... Nautica broke up the band.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't think even I know, um, why. So that will be interesting for me to find out as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, it, but I mean, I guess more from a, uh, like story writer standpoint, it makes sense to have like, to spread out the, the female love a little bit, like to, to, yeah, I mean I, the different books have like more female characters to play with, but, right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like the the canon answer to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just thought because you know, when we see, we just see a little bit of her backstory in issue one, and it mentions how you know they, the three of them, set out, you know, on kind of a quest to, yeah. you know, to save their their own, uh, I guess, home world. And what? yeah, it's just I'm just curious, you know, what there's a story in there about why they, you know, why they didn't stay together. I guess. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm sure there is, but um, yeah, you know, and I guess I mean obviously, Windblade's um, mission is directly tied to Metroplex, so she can't leave, and, right? Um, and Chromia is specifically her bodyguard, so she can't leave. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly know. I'm curious too.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, she ends up on the Lost Light. I, I can see much common. <laughs> she would be so cool there. But um,
4: yeah, I was kind of sad too because I really like her. So I was like looking forward to drawing her and I was like,
1: oh, I get like one panel with her. She was <laughs> the one that was like in the last issue of Dark, Dark Cybertron jumping out with the wrench, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really cool.
3: Best weapon <laughs> ever. <laughs> I will take
1: you apart nut by nut. <laughs> oh dear.
2: So uh, we mentioned, you know, the, the possibility that this might become an ongoing uh do you think the the series title just might be changed or rebranded? I mean we really haven't had any Transformers ongoing series that had a single character focus,
4: yeah, you know that's something i've I've been curious about too, like because yeah, when they told me that there was a possibility for an ongoing, I was like, oh, that's interesting, that's strange because it's like a yeah, it's a single character, so I don't know, yeah, perhaps it will be. I couldn't tell you, I have no idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I you know, I, I figured like uh, you know something like Transformers Cybertron, which would be, I guess, obvious, but it's also like an old cartoon series. Mm. Um, and then I thought about you know the the other two titles are from the original theme song, and then I noticed on the uh, the Transformers animated theme song has another verse. So they like one one of the one of the uh, the taglines in that song is. Transformers, Justice bolts and gears. So, <laughs>
5: oh, that's I
2: don't know.
4: awesome. Yeah.
2: Compared to uh, not quite as iconic as Robots in Disguise or More Than Meets the Eye, I
4: but. Know, but still cute. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it would seem like it would make more sense that way, and maybe just like work with the same set of characters potentially and, and expand upon that, maybe. But but like have like a different branding or something. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the branding is really important to them.
2: Yeah. And, but I don't know. So, what was your favorite character to draw in the Windblade comic?
4: None of them anymore. No, I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they burned you out. <laughs> no, no, I'm just
4: kidding. I love I love them all, but um, uh, I don't. I, I love different ones for different reasons. I like Chromia because I can. I like playing with her body language and gestures, and like really playing off of Windblade, like because they're so different. Um, so I like, I always have like a mission when I'm drawing her, and that's always kind of fun to play with. I really like drawing Starscream because I get to make him like look creepy and insufferable, and I like drawing Blur just because he looks good. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite. I really like drawing Ironhide too.
2: Okay, so uh, then maybe this is an even harder question: Is do you have a favorite character in general <laughs> that you like to draw?
4: In like in general, to yeah. Draw, that's not Transformers? Or uh, well, Transformers? let's
2: keep it to Transformers. A favorite a Transformers, Transformers character that you like to draw in general.
4: I do knock out a lot. <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just have to go with Starscream because he's always fun. Okay. I always like making, like, I don't know. I like putting, it's always a challenge for me to put, like, his little gears turning in his head behind his face, like, like but maybe not having the same expression on his face that he's like I don't know he's so two-faced that it's really that makes it fun for me
5: okay
2: and uh I guess uh, we you talked a little bit about only having a collars drawing as your reference for windblade have you have you got the chance to see the windblade toy
4: uh I've seen well I mean i think I think I've seen all the pictures that everybody else has um, okay but uh but no not- I haven't like not in person or anything okay
2: I really want one. <laughs> they, they don't, they don't, uh, you know, give it to you Said for research. <laughs> yeah. no. you, you need it for, you I need wish. it for reference, that right? That
4: would be great. <laughs> that would have been great at the start, but
2: no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the one question I would have uh, with regards to that and why they wouldn't give you a toy is um, the one panel that we were, or the two page spread that I think we were talking about earlier with wing flying around Cybertron. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you, you drew her with, her propellers upright, I guess, is the proper way, I get to term for it. Um, and uh, all the pictures that I've seen of the actual toy, it doesn't show them actually being able to do that. Um, but I mean. Yeah,
4: I know. I sort of like, I, I sort of guessed. Like, I, I gave her the ability to be able to move, like, kind of rotate her propellers, like, within her wings so she can like, change directions so she can be in hover mode or she can, like, move forward okay so um but that was just something that i'd like you know we, we kind of decided to do like when margaret and i talked um we were like uh, "It would be like it would make a lot more sense if she was able to do this so we just kind of did it but i had no idea if the toy could do it
3: <laughs> all right yeah no it possible i guess um but yeah i haven't handled the toy either so i yeah all, I, all i've seen are the toy uh, fair pictures i guess too
2: so
4: like maybe her whole wings can rotate or something i'm not sure cool
2: well, if they don't, then I'm sure there'll be uh, people out there who will be modding Windblade toys yes. to make them do that. <laughs> they will make it happen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Man. Yeah.
2: So, uh, do you ever catch yourself saying "Wingblade" instead of "Windblade"?
4: Um, like at, at <laughs> the very beginning, uh, I I think it was I, I got confused a couple times, but not too much now because okay. I, I have to like say her name like so many freaking times. And read her name a lot. So it's it's like burned into my my memory now. So but it's it's a really easy <laughs> thing <state laughs> to think happen. And it's in the comic too, so it's funny. Well,
2: <laughs> I, I think it's definitely something that everyone has had to deal with because I think mm-hmm. everyone when we when we first see it, we immediately say Wingblade and we've yeah, had I to th- say it th- multiple th- times to get it right.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's a particular I can't remember which cover it is too, but I feel like the wind blade is partially covered. So you actually can't read. They're, like you don't see the D or the G. So it it could be either one. So I, I, I forget <laughs> which one that was. It looked like wine blade to me. And I was like, that's cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think even isn't. I, I just read this, but I think doesn't someone get her name wrong in the comic yeah. at some point? Yeah,
4: Blur gets her name wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and she oh, has I to correct to. him. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I can kind of, after reading the issue, I can kind of get why they justified her name as Wind, but yeah. she's a plane, and that, that's why so many people are like wing.
4: Yeah, it's, it's I think it's a natural mistake. I think it's just yeah. going to happen for a while, but...
1: It's not the first time Transformers has had a character like that, though. Oh, really? I mean, there have been name confusions
5: in the past. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, and another thing in this issue, when you go into b- the bar, there's two tank ores. There's the tall tank or and the fat tank The fat
5: tank <laughs> I love I that. I loved that.
4: <laughs> so good. I think when, when it first started, they were like, we're not really sure if this joke is going to work, so make them as like completely different as you possibly can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it definitely worked for me. Okay. So <laughs> So, uh, where does your online handle Feyren come from?
4: Oh gosh, like I guess like when you're 12 and on the internet, and you come up with something, and then it ends up being stuck with you forever. I guess that's <laughs> where it came from. Um, it was just it was just a a username I had on a forum at some point, and it stuck. Unfortunately, I think I yeah, I'm just committed at this point. I'm just like whatever. That's it.
2: <laughs> does it does it have any hidden meaning, or is it?
4: No, it was. I think it was a character that I <laughs> that I was like role playing or something like that, embarrassing. But um, <laughs> I don't remember anymore. But yeah, it's just one of those things that's left over that you don't ever get to take back. I guess I could probably <laughs> rebrand myself, but that seems a little late for that now. I've got like too many business cards with it on it, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so uh I think you've already announced plans to attend uh, Botcon and TFcon Toronto yeah. uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm very excited. So uh any, anything else on the agenda uh transformers related this year for conventions or is that is that it for you?
4: Um I mean I'd love to go to the Chicago one too if I don't bear myself out if I'm not sick of traveling by the time this is over. Um and obviously I I would love to go to Auto Assembly but it's just whether or not it's um affordable.
2: Right. Well, uh, ho- I hope I'll see you at, at Botcon, and I think yeah. Daryl will see you at TFCon. That's right.
4: That's I'll fantastic. Yeah, awesome. I'm very excited. I've never been to Toronto, and I really want to. And I've always wanted an excuse to go to like one of the TFCons. So now that I'm,
5: mm-hmm.
4: I have like a real excuse. I really can go. So
5: yeah, for sure. <laughs> very
3: nice. <laughs> you will the tf con's outside it's in mississauga so it's outside of toronto but obviously if you make your make a, a weekend of it or whatever you can definitely get get into toronto for a little while
5: awesome and if you give yourself you. a
3: little bit more time you can go to niagara falls
1: oh that would be fun yeah that's what we did when we went to tf cons we we made a big trip of it
4: that's really cool yeah i mean like i'll be done with the series by then so i won't like have a whole like hopefully like a whole like a killer schedule so it'd be nice to stick around for a couple extra days. Mm -hmm. And BotCon's really close. Well, not really close, but I mean like maybe like a five-hour drive, which is not too bad.
2: So uh, we talked a little bit about what your favorite character to draw was. Do you have a favorite uh, Transformers character in general?
4: No, this question. (laughs) 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 I have too many favorites. It's so hard. I don't know. Um, In Prime, I think it was Soundwave. Okay um
3: he was so badass in prime he
4: was so freaking cool
3: he's very cool
4: he was he's was awesome but um overall i don't know right now i'm really into starscream so and i always have like a soft spot for like the assholes so <laughs> <laughs> one of those
3: girls huh yeah
4: <laughs> i like the bad guys
2: <laughs> so if you could combine the uh, transformers with any other uh, property in a crossover? Uh, what would it be, and and what would you like to? Wh- where would you like to take the story?
4: Oh, this one's hard. I don't really know. Yeah, I was thinking about this one, and I don't, I don't know if I have a good answer. They've already done quite a few, haven't they? Like the GI Joe and yeah. Star Wars, and well, Star oh. Wars they
2: haven't done a story crossover. They've just done the toys. They just done the toy yeah. crossover.
4: Hmm. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm stumped.
2: Lord of the Rings. There we go. That would be interesting. Game of Thrones. Also interesting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that one's so hard. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, Star Wars story wise might be might be fun, but it would have to be like I don't know. I'm always into like the more like, off-the-beaten-path stories with Star Wars. Like, I just want stories about, like, bounty hunters and, like, troublemaking across the galaxy. Just, like, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be fun to Do see, Do you like. like
0: the villains? Are you a villain lover?
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I really am.
2: Oh, well, villains need love, too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Particularly in Prime. I don't know. They were just... they were. They were just really interesting. The Decepticons kind of stole the show for me. I was just really into them.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. The Decepticons were more interesting in Prime than the Autobots. Yeah,
1: I love the, the the bots, but yeah, and we have characters like Knockout. It's yeah, the Autobots did not have anyone to compare.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Knockout. I mean, and and then just all the chemistry like between the bots and and the Decepticons. There's so much more tension and like interesting. Um, stuff going on it just made them there's more drama
2: (laughs) all right and and, uh this is our last question before we get into the rapid fire questions uh do you have any other uh projects coming up that you you'd like to mention i I know you've you've got something cooking with uh with margaret scott and uh but i don't know if you can talk about it yet so just throw it out there
4: oh yeah i don't know um i've i've got a personal project that I'm working on with my sister and a good friend of mine. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a visual novel, so like a game, but it's also leading into uh, a graphic novel. Okay. Um, and so, but it's kind of it's it's in really early stages right now. We'll probably do like a Kickstarter for it, maybe at the end of the year. So, but I don't know how much I can talk about it. So maybe more details later.
5: Okay. Alright. Yeah,
4: very excited for that.
2: Nice. Well, again, thanks so much for for coming on and and putting oh, up with all our you. questions.
4: No, thank you. for Putting and, up with my bad answers.
2: <laughs> no, they, they were great answers. <laughs> and uh, just a a couple more minutes, uh, we're gonna take you through the rapid fire questions. So, all right. uh These are just the uh, questions we ask to get kind of a sense of of who you are in terms of uh, general uh, tastes and, and and geekery, I guess.
4: Cool. <laughs>
2: So I'll uh, I'll just start start off. Okay. All right, Autobot or Decepticon?
4: Decepticon.
2: <laughs> and I think we I guess we mentioned your favorite was uh Starscream and Soundwave. So Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh Michael Bay Transformers movies 1, 2 or 3?
4: I guess 1 since that's the only one I've seen.
2: <laughs> and oh. I think I know the answer to this. Shia LaBeouf for Mark Wahlberg?
4: Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Because he's not Shia LaBeouf,
2: so. <laughs> Uh More Than Meets the Eye or Robots in Disguise?
4: Oh, I guess I have a soft spot in my heart for More Than Meets the Eye because that was the first one I read. But.
2: Oh, cool. I'm surprised mo- most of the time the IDW folks don't like to answer that one. They usually abstain.
4: I know. they prob- <laughs> I, it, I probably should have.
2: <laughs> no, we like the honesty. It's,
4: no, yeah, it's just, it just, yeah. It just – yeah, just, it's just – it has, I have a soft spot for it yeah. because it, yeah, is what brought me into the the IDW comics world. So,
5: cool.
2: Uh, third party toys, yes or no?
4: Oh, uh, should I answer that one too? Uh,
2: it's up no, to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're cool. Cool. Yeah, I know. I definitely know a lot, some of the IDW artists like uh, buying the third party stuff. So,
4: yeah, I know they they seem uh, like there's some really awesome ones.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. uh, cats or dogs? Both. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Chicken or steak? Steak. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Burger King or McDonald's?
4: Uh, McDonald's?
2: Okay. Uh, History or science? Science. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Call of Duty or Battlefield? Battlefield. PC or Mac? I guess Mac. iPhone or Android? And I have an iPhone, so... Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. And do you have a favorite Marvel character? Iron Man. Okay. Uh, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling?
4: Hmm. Gosling.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm
4: I, I have a, I'm am not too familiar with either one of them. So who
0: the hell put that question together?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which
0: one of you two fa- three fairies put that one together? <laughs>
2: Well we we need we need we for the male guests we ask Scarlett Johansson or Angelina Jolie.
4: Oh I'd rather have that one. Johansson. <laughs> oh okay. <That's>
2: great then. <laughs> um Twilight or Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Pixar or DreamWorks? Pixar. Star Wars or Star Trek?
4: Oh that's really hard. Star Wars has yeah, I grew up with Star Wars, so
2: Okay. Uh Simpsons or Family Guy. Simpsons, Walking Dead, or Game of Thrones?
4: Mm, walking Dead.
2: Uh, NFL, MLB, NHL, or NBA? NHL. Oh, another hockey yeah. fan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're making. He's not gonna let that go for the rest of the damn day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. NHL is kicking all your asses. <laughs> we should is go back. Tally and- going? It's it's not official, but <laughs> NHL just gets picked so many more times, so it's a, it's it's official in my head. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, we, we have to go back and and figure out how many guests uh, picked that because it seems like so far a majority have picked NHL. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you root for, Sarah?
4: Uh well, I grew up in Dallas, but um, I'm in San Jose now, so I should say the Sharks.
3: Right on. I grew I grew up in the same town as uh, Joe Thornton. Oh, awesome. Played ball hockey with
5: him once. Oh wow. Yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: That was good timing. You waited just long enough
2: to get out there. <laughs> All right, two more. Awesome. Uh, Porsche Ferrari or Lamborghini? Tesla. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> A uh, blonde, brunette, or redhead. Redhead. Oh, all right. Cool. Thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so uh, thanks for going through the gauntlet, the rapid-fire questions, <laughs> a very, no very interesting answers. <laughs> <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. Oh God.
2: So uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap things up. Uh, if people want to buy copies of your work, how can they do that? Can they just go through your website or?
4: Uh, Right now, uh, unfortunately, it's mostly through conventions. I'm trying to set something up, but at the moment, nothing. Okay. Find me at a convention. I have a convention list on my blog, um, and I go to quite a few of them. So hopefully you can find me at one of them.
2: Okay. And we'll we'll put a link to that in the show notes so everyone can check that out. So is that where uh, where you want people to find you online? Are there other places that you hang out online that uh, they can contact you?
4: Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, I'm sort of like an internet hermit sometimes, but yeah, Twitter or, um, my Tumblr blog. Um, I update DeviantArt very infrequently. I'm pretty bad about checking that one, but it's alive, I suppose. So yeah. Um, that's, that's mostly it.
2: Okay. Uh, anything else uh, you'd like to say before we, uh, finish up?
4: Uh, no, just thank you for having me. I'm just, yeah, really it's very surreal being here and doing what I'm doing right now. So it's it's just I'm having a blast. So thank you.
2: Oh well well thanks for coming on. We really appreciate uh you taking the time to talk to us. That's yeah. It. Your world's thank about you. to get really big.
3: Oh God. <laughs> being a hermit's not gonna help you. you, you no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're gonna get real popular, Sarah.
4: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not ready.
3: Yeah, this is the last week that you're uh, essentially unknown, an unknown artist.
4: <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean, actually, scary. we're we're in the future now. So the, when this, <laughs> when, <laughs> the this <future>. when this when this <laughs> when this when this show goes up, <laughs> Windblade number one has already come out. That's so go out, go out, go out and pick so it up. Really,
1: we should know. ask what um, how you you like all the response you're getting. <laughs> You can make up something <laughs> uh,
5: yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean so far everything's been positive, but nobody's read it yet, so <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding um yeah I, I I'm really excited and also like incredibly nervous um, d- also just like doing the whole thing like the process of like actually working on something that was so important and cool to me like is like both a blessing and like a horrible, horrible
5: (laughs) burden.
4: Yeah, (laughs) because you want to do so well, but you're just never good enough. So it's, yeah, it's, it's so much easier when you kind of halfway care about like the thing you're working on because you care just enough to like really want to do good. But like if it doesn't quite hit it, you know, you're able to let it go. You're not so like harsh on yourself. But if it's something that you really care about, Like, I don't know if it's, if it's me, I just beat myself up the whole time. So it's just like, every page is just like, Oh my God, I'm working on transformers and then like sobbing that I'm not good enough for it. (laughs) It's it's a horrible, like roller coaster.
2: Well, at least for the, from what we've seen from the first issue, we think you're good enough. So keep going. (laughs) Good enough. You're great. (laughs) IDW would be
0: ludicrous to, to let you go after this, so uh, I really do hope the best. I hope, they for you. I hope feel There's the same a lot way. to see in
4: the Thank future you. from you. I I would hope. I hope so too. I I would. I just. It makes me so happy doing this stuff. So I would love to. Awesome. Well. Good luck. Thank you.
2: All right. So uh, I think we're going to end the show there. So. Uh we're doing a special this week where we had Sarah on for this interview, and then we're going to have our regular show later on in the week. So uh, be sure to check back for that. Uh, again, thanks to Sarah for coming on, and be sure to pick up a Windblade number one. That should be out. It's definitely should be up on Comicsology and out at your local comic book shop. So you know, You're
1: required to get it before we're listening to the next episode. <laughs>
2: and uh please uh if you're enjoying the show please don't forget to uh give us some love on social media give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher uh we'll have links to all those things in the show notes so if you if you get a chance uh, it would be nice to hear some feedback from everyone and uh you know we love all our listeners and we are really grateful that you keep on listening so i think uh we'll say goodbye and uh see you in a few days bye bye Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for picking up our transmission. Give us feedback on our website at www.transmissionspodcast.com where you can find all of our contact info on social media and links to all of our show notes discussed in each episode. You can also email us directly at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com.